Hello, everyone, and welcome to His Only Vice, the film podcast where we discuss the movies that shaped, say it with me, us. You guys, I have another repeat guest, another little special friend making another special appearance. Um, I'm so happy to have this person back. We're going to discuss a movie that he brought to the table. Um, I'm so excited that he's just sort of taking charge of this experience. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back into your little gorgeous ears, Justin Young. Welcome Hi, back, Justin. I've missed you. I've missed you. How it's are been a you? long COVID season. Mama, it has been something else. Oh my God. Um, how are you? How are you holding up? Uh, COVID was really hard in the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know you had a rough go of it, your yeah. fam. Yeah, um, I I don't know how much self-disclosure. <laughs> you can say as much as you want, maybe, um, or as little. So, first of all, I was here in New York City. Yes. Uh, right at the beginning when we were the epicenter mm-hmm. of um, COVID. And, and now she's turning it out. Yes. New York and is now our safe. cases are slowly going down. Hospitalizations are going down. Which, by the way, Justin and I both got tested before today. We're both negative. COVID negative. We're also sitting six feet apart. Yes. <laughs> just socially for, distant. Just for, um, this is this is what we're calling a socially distant and socially responsible podcast. Mm. Get into it, kitties. Mm. Anyway, sorry I interrupted you. And on my way here, I wore a mask. So. Yes, ma'am. Um, and at we the don't. beginning of COVID, you know, I, I'm a school counselor. Uh, that's my full-time gig. Mm-hmm. Um transitioning from like an environment where i need to like have a lot of face-to-face interaction and do an online environment was really challenging Mm -hmm. um and then right after that happened uh right as i was getting comfortable with work uh being online uh my grandma passed away yes um, i'm very sorry to hear that i knew about it but yeah to hear it again just makes me sad. Yeah, it it, it was pretty sad, uh, and it was such an awkward time to uh, kind of have someone in your life kind of pass away yeah. like that. Yeah, um, she was in a nursing home, so there was all that going on. Yeah, uh, but what was even more awkward was like the funeral. We weren't sure if we could like hug our family. Right, right. And literally days after that, um, my brother got uh, t- he tested positive. For my COVID. brother did too. Yeah, yeah. he had it too. But the good news is, is brother's healthy, you're healthy, my brother's healthy, I'm healthy. So, Everyone's you know, good. we're on the upswing. New York is on the upswing. Um, so sorry to hear about your gram. Yes. Um, we miss her. We do. Um, what else? How, how, have the, how have the last couple of weeks been? You've had some exciting life updates, including getting a tattoo today. Yeah. Justin showed up <laughs> freshly inked. Yeah, I got a new tattoo. You um, guys made me in. Yeah, t- Tony.nyc if you guys want to, you know. Okay, healthy, hearty shout out. Yeah, uh, he's he's an apprentice for minimalist tattoos right now, so. Love interested. that, love that. Um, Justin, what movie did you bring today? And what movie did we just finish a rewatch of? Which, by the way, this is like, what, your fifth rewatch in the last week? Yes, uh, this is my fifth 
go around at Crazy Rich Asians. Crazy Rich Asians, you guys. I am adored to this movie. Um, but before we really jump in, because I know Justin has extensive notes and he has lots of things he wants to discuss, and yeah, I'm so you excited. Like this like page. <laughs> yeah, Justin's really gonna be leading the conversation, guys. I'm just gonna like take a back seat for once in my goddamn life. No, I'm no. gonna shut up and let Justin guide the conversation. No, um, no. So, but before we jump into that deliciousness, um, let's just go through a brief little rundown of what Crazy Rich Asians is. So. Um, Crazy Rich Asians was a 2018 release directed by John M. Chu, who um, also just uh, wrapped um, production on um, In the Heights, which uh, filmed on my old block, which is very exciting. Um, It is based on the 2013 novel um, of the same title by Kevin Kwan, which you guys can't see, but Justin is holding it up like Vanna White for the world to see. Um, The film stars Constance Wu, Henry Golding, Gemma Chan, Lisa Liu, Aquafina, Ken John, and of course... Queen Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh. Um, it's a beautiful, wonderful, all Asian cast um, about a Chinese American economics professor who falls in love with a um, uh, Chinese billionaire that Singaporean whose family, yeah, like royalty. Singaporean royalty, who you know developed all of Singapore. Um, you know, it is fictitious, but you know, as Justin will lead us through, there are definitely kernels of truth in this movie. Um, it was sort of, you know, filmed in Malaysia, New York City, and Singapore, and it is um, the first major Hollywood studio to feature a like majority cast of Asian actors or of Asian descent um, since Joy Luck Club, which came out in, way back in 1993, which was the year I was born, revealing my age. Sort of brave of me to be doing that on the radio so waves. Like 16. Yeah, I just celebrated my 16th birthday. Oh my god, happy birthday! Um, actually, if you were wondering, my 17th birthday is on September 9th, so oh I accept Venmo. Um, so yeah, it's um an amazing. I mean, like romantic comedy. Um, that you know went on to gross like a gazillion dollars i think it was like 240 million against its 30 million dollar budget um making it the highest you know grossing romantic comedy of the 2010s it received tons of praise from critics it was like um a smash uh surprise i guess summer hit because for some reason hollywood still thinks asian films won't do well when us film lovers know that asian movies have been better this whole goddamn time um and you know it um got lots of you know Golden Globes love and some NAACP love and, you know, Critics' Choice love and SAG love and, of course, no Oscar love because Oscars so hashtag YT. Right. Um, But uh, there will be two follow-ups, which are currently in development, which is Crazy Rich Girlfriend and Rich People Problems. Um, But, yeah, should we just dive in, Jay? Where should we even start? I don't even know. Okay, first of all, the cast is all gorgeous. So I just need to get that on the table right now. Yeah. All, literally all gorgeous. Uh-huh. The men, the women, every, like, the Michelle, non-binary people in the show. They're, like, come through. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelle Yeoh is, should have been, no- she should have been Oscar nominated. I'm just going to say that right off the top. Um, and, yeah. Justin, why did you, why did you want to, why did you want to discuss this movie? Um, what made you say, let me get back on the radio and discuss C-R-A? Uh, I wanted to discuss this movie because uh, it it really resonated with me, um, and I wanted to kind of speak on something that whenever I watch, I kind of think about my grandma. I think about where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, which I know, 
if, if people aren't following the narrative that is this podcast, right. go ahead and fill us in on your background, Jay. So I am Chinese Malaysian American. Work. From the same town that Michelle Yeoh is from. We love to see it. Legends only. Yeah. Legends only. And let's dive a little deeper into that. So Michelle Yeoh and my mom went to the same primary school. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a couple of years apart, so I don't know if they've ran, each, ran into each other, but my mom has definitely heard of her. Um, they went to main convent in Ipoh, Malaysia. Um, and Michelle Yeoh, uh, the way she spells her last name, or writes her last name rather in Chinese, is exactly the same way I write my last name in Chinese. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So Love that. I, yeah, it's kind of cool to have a hometown hero. Hometown hero, we love yeah. that. Um, you guys may know Michelle Yeoh from um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Star Trek, um, Star Trek, or Crazy Rich Asians. Those are probably going to be like the the main three that people in America would know her from. Um, she is a badass in everything. Um, every time I think about like what the like younger actors in this movie must have thought like being on set with her it's so crazy um nico santos who plays ollie tells this great story about how he was on set and he had like this one line in cantonese which i don't even know if it made it into the movie um and he practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced and then he said he said the line like on the shoot and she was like what are you saying <laughs> like she just was like that is not right at all but like in a loving like mom yeah. way and she like you know helped him say it and gave him a massage and was like just mm-hmm. relax sweetie mm-hmm. so we we stand we stand yeah um what else um what else about uh, the movie uh, huh about the movie in general oh my god why this uh, movie this movie i've never seen anything that was about like exactly the culture that I come from. Like yes. there's being from China and um, all that, but uh, at the beginning of the movie, um, Peg Lin, who plays Constance Wu's best friend in the movie, who's played by Aquafina, played by Aquafina, um, who we also talked about in the farewell. Yes, yes. Oh my God, yes. We're having all these sort of circles that are closing. Cir- yeah, it's kind of amazing, um, but. Uh, yeah, she touches on some really great history, um, about this exodus of Chinese people going into, um, places like Malaysia, Taiwan, Mm -hmm. Hong Kong, and, uh, Singapore, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and kind of building their wealth there Mm -hmm. after the rise of communism in China. Yeah. Love that. Um, I think you, you brought up a really important point, like right off the jump, which is representation, right? Mm -hmm. So this movie like if i'm sure like if you were tapped into pop culture at all in 2018 listener like you you heard or felt or knew or saw something about crazy rich asians because it became such a phenomenon um especially for um asian american or asian consumers who were like oh my god i'm finally seeing myself as like a romantic lead like in henry golding or as a you know heroine in constance Wu, or um, a matriarchal fisher or Gemma chen who's absolutely gorgeous in this movie Gemma chen is beautiful. Um, a true queen and we'll talk more about her reclaiming her queendom mama 
Yes. Um, and I just remember being like, I remember sitting in the theater and being completely surrounded by Asian people and being like, this is why this movie is important. And this is why movie movies still like matter mm-hmm. because they do have like every once in a while, a movie will come out that is magic like that where it like is a perfect mix of writing and direction and representation, inclusion, everything like that is that that should be parallel or paramount, I should mm-hmm. say, in a in a film. Um, this movie really brought that to the table that that summer of 2018. And I remember seeing it alone, just like absolutely weeping one night after work, um, just because I was like so filled with joy. Like the movie is just so joyful and um, and being so specific. Like I talk about this a lot on this podcast. We I, we talked about it with the farewell. It's so specific, but so universal in its themes and its feelings. And I think that's like what you know, good movies do. And I think a lot of people use rom-com as a pejorative term, but like this one really gets it right. Like it still mm-hmm. follows the, 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 the like typical plot kind of like structure and archetypes. The yeah. The cookie cutters, um, the muffin pan, if you will. But it just like they, Muff- the muffins come out with like a little extra something, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think, and I also want to mention that like we just watched this together with our other Chinese American friend, and watching huh. you two watch it just like filled me with joy because not only were you guys filling me in on the references, but you guys were like you know cracking up at these little things that I would have never gotten. So it was it was such a joy to watch it with you yeah. two. So I'm really excited we got to have that experience. Literally. Yeah, um, um, yeah. So like part of this film is like in Cantonese and Mandarin. That was another thing. Like Kai speaks Mandarin, you speak Cantonese. Yeah. So you guys like got to get all the jokes. Yeah. And I guess like, that's why it's kind of, or when I was a kid, it was kind of hard to explain to people where I'm from Mm -hmm. because like I'm from this place in Malaysia and I am Chinese, but I'm also all these other things that Malaysia and Singapore are. Um, And people like to describe America as a melting pot, but, um, in Malaysia and in Singapore, it's just as much so. It's like westernized, but also traditional. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, you mentioned a lot of like the psychology and the family dynamics and yes. the filial piety. Yeah. Where do we even start with that? Oh my god. <laughs> um. So with filial piety, uh. And Justin, can you explain for the listeners that may not know what that is, what that is? So filial piety is very traditional Eastern, uh, from China, from China, uh, Chinese values, Mm -hmm. um, but also can be seen in a lot of like collectivist cultures, um, even in Hispanic cultures, uh, or black cultures, Asian cultures. Um, yeah. And it's kind of this very... So to like broaden it out, like to broaden the scope outside of even like the region that uh, we most often see it in, it's like this idea of um, uh, serving your elders and respecting your elders and um, giving back to them and like sort of bending your life around what they gave you, like you give it in return, right? So it's sort of like this idea that um, it's it's like karma, but directly back to your parents you're indebted to you're born indebted to your, your family your so family, you have to yeah. honor them you have to respect them everything you do yeah. has to reflect well on uh on you and your family which um, is such an interesting concept because in eastern cultures like you were talking about it's so prevalent but like something they touch on in crazy rich asians too is a sort of individualism of like the western world mm-hmm. um and though like it, 
like there are, I can see some different parts of like as a person who grew up in America um, from the jump. Mm-hmm. I know you spent many years here, but um, uh, there was never like there was always that idea of like respecting your elders. But like I also like reached a point where I was like, OK, I can think on my own and I can exist outside of like needing to please or needing to um, like always agree with. It's like for me, it was like an underlying respect but I felt free to like do like if I wanted to disagree with my parents or tell them, you know, you're wrong, then I would. So, yeah, that, that doesn't happen right away. Right. Uh, When, when you're Asian, um, you know, you're, you're respecting your parents way until emerging adulthood, Mm -hmm. uh, where you might start to earn a little respect from your parents and they'll start listening to you. Right. Um, and that's kind of the other side of filial piety that no one ever really talks about either, uh, that we kind of see happen here in the film. Um, right, because Aquafina says, you need to get her respect. You don't need her to like you. You mm-hmm. need to get her respect. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and, in, and just speaking from um, someone who was born in Malaysia, is Chinese, Malaysian, American, um, it's still very like pervasive. Um, yeah. A lot of central, uh, a, a lot of people who are central to these family systems are uh, Asian grandmas and mm-hmm. grandpas. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there was one scene when Rachel Wu, uh, she, Rachel, <laughs> Rachel Chu, Constance, Constance Wu, Wu playing Rachel Chu. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Constance Wu playing Rachel Chu. Um, she, uh, says something to uh, Princess Inton, she says, because um, women lift up economies. Love and that. I think if there's anything that really describes um, what Chinese culture is like, it's that. Uh, there's this like really great reverence for the matriarchs in, in our family mm-hmm. uh, that we don't really talk about because it's a very male-dominated, like, the man is always right. Yeah. Um, which sort of filters right into this um, relationship of um, Astrid and her husband, whose name I'm forgetting. Michael, 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 Michael. Michael. Um, that sort of relationship of Astrid sort of dimming her shine um, mm-hmm. to make him, quote unquote, feel like a man. Right. Um, where, like, I, I remember turning to you and Kai being like, um, He's, she's doing this to make him feel bigger, right? Mm-hmm. And you guys were like, yeah, because it's right right now she has all the like the monetary power, the mm-hmm. beauty, the everything, and that's like the opposite of what's normally thought of. For, mm-hmm. so, so in filial piety, when when you're uh, someone's wife, you have to honor your husband. You have to shower him you have to cook him dinner you have to wash his clothes blah 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 and and we see astrid sort of like hiding her um jewels and hiding her shoes Mm -hmm. and hiding herself really to Mm -hmm. like make herself smaller Mm -hmm. um so that she charities she right starts like you know she she's i think uh in one of their conversations she's like uh or maybe michael would have I think it, it was Michael who was like, uh, you have all these charities or whatever. And um, and she was like, uh, oh, Michael said, you, you didn't have to give up all those jobs or something yeah. like that. And um, Asher was like, 
well, I'm here. Right. So let's work right. it. Let's work this through. Right. 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 That um and so that is like very interesting because that is not um I don't think that's just an Asian culture thing. Like mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of um like uh it's funny because I've been watching Mrs. America as well, which focuses on it's a, a mini series on Hulu, which focuses on sort of like. Um, the what some might call the liberal elite of the coast versus like the flyover states. Um, and what it really comes down to is that like the flyover states just sort of are like trapped in this 1950s idea that a wife is only a housewife that's there to like please her man. And so mm-hmm. it has happened in America for as long mm-hmm. as ever. And like mm-hmm. we just like don't really see it as much in New York because New York women are famously so liberated and like independent and uh so it's so funny to watch a woman like dim herself like that in this movie because that would it, it just doesn't seem to happen in 2020 New York. And we see a recurring pattern throughout the movie too. Like I guess maybe we should jump from the beginning and kind of like go forward but like Yeah, yeah go. Go wherever um, you want to go. So like to, so to wrap up the Astrid thing. Oh, um, yeah. Um, the t- tell that thing you were telling me about about with the earrings. Those gems are like yeah. The, the so thing. in the beginning of the movie, Astrid goes into this jewelry shop. She have like a private for, diamond. Private, like, you know. She says hello to this little girl, likes her bun buns, like dashing bow, all that. Then she goes into a private suite, almost where the jeweler is presenting to her, you know, casual like three million something dollar earrings and gives her a nice cut for and gives her the earrings for like 1.2 million dollars yeah yeah but the story behind these earrings was that they belong to a self-anointed queen Mm -hmm. so by the end of the movie we kind of see how astrid and michael's uh relationship unfolds Mm -hmm. um, and unravels and unravels (laughs) and uh at the end, we kind of see Astrid when she her basically says, "Like, I'm, yeah, I'm done making myself smaller to make you feel bigger." Exactly. I think her, I believe her exact line is, um, "It's not my job to make you feel like a man. Yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. make you into something you are not." Yeah, yeah, something like that. That is just like, and the theater goes and wild. The, literally, the theater went wild. And then when we were watching, all our friends were like, "Yeah." get her queen um, get her jade get her jade um and so yeah basically like she decides she takes out the earrings from above the mirror where she's hidden them she puts them on and voila she's a self-anointed queen, queen. Um, wearing 1.2 million dollars honey that, that ain't nothing 1.2 she said like it she said chunk drops. change mama um so yeah okay i love that okay so where are we going next um, Where, where's our journey taking us next, Justin? Our journey is taking us through... Well, we, we could start at the beginning. So we see uh, Michelle Yeoh walking mm-hmm. into the Calthorpe. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sure. Where she's like being obviously discriminated against because she's Asian. Yeah, mm-hmm. They're so, like, an Asian woman would never be here with her Louboutins, suitcases, and... Her kids like throwing these... Like, yeah, yeah vintage luxury louis vuitton Vuitton, like i don't know like travel bags on the floor muddy rainy and then we come to find out that her family has purchased the hotel not only is she there to stay she has purchased the hotel and we sort of see her like 
just absolutely slaying this white guy like mm-hmm. oh and by by the way grab a mop it's a bit wet yeah so we'd love that i really like the dynamic where she talks we never see the we never meet nick's father by the way we never meet michelle's husband right because i don't think it's like it's really not about there's it's nothing not about to the do man. with the, the yeah the patriarchal figure in mm-hmm. terms of um the relationships in this movie mm-hmm. again just kind of highlighting that like women are the matriarchs in this uh in this culture um they're they're the ones who stand out they're the ones who kind of keep the legacy going um they're the ones taking care of the home they're teaching their children how to act they're teach they're they themselves have to learn how to act Mm -hmm. because women marry into the men's family and while the men are out there taking over the family business or after they've been approved after yeah so uh in chinese malaysian american or just in chinese culture in general um you when you meet or when you bring a potential partner around um your entire family kind of uh has to approve and Mm -hmm. it's not an interview they're not grilling her they're not grilling a guy if a guy's coming around um, but they are testing to see, like, yeah. are you a good fit for right. our family? They're throwing, like, bait into the water, basically. Chumming yeah. the waters. Mm-hmm. And to, like, sort of tie a bow and to, like, loop back all of that, like, the way that they sort of test Rachel in the beginning, and then we see Aquafina say, you know, you need to gain her respect, and then Michelle Yeoh says, she drops that comment of, you'll never be good enough. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, we come around to the Maja game, which mm-hmm. is, like, probably the most one of the most famous scenes in the movie when um, she, you know, doesn't like necessarily beat her in Mahjong, but she beats her at her own argument where, which shout out to Kai Chen who explained to us like how Mahjong uh, Mahjong even works. Um, Right. He explained to us that as Michelle Yeoh was saying, you never give up a winning hand. Right. Constance Wu gives up her winning piece so that Michelle can win so that she can be like, Oh, you win, but I let you win. I let you win. And you're, son's going to resent you forever. So when he has his quote unquote perfect life, mm-hmm. you remember that it was from a, whatever she says, like poor classless Chinese, Chinese immigrant, immigrant um, woman who let you in. It's like the, the game of Thrones version of tell Cersei it was me or tell, tell, yeah, tell Cersei it was me. I want her to know it was me or whatever <laughs> it is. Um, and uh, from game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that moment at the end is sort of her like o- officially getting the approval, mm-hmm. and like after how much work she has to go through to get to it, she yeah. sort of has to she sort of has to like give up in a way to win. Yeah, which is also ties back to the game theory thing in the beginning mm-hmm. when he's like, "We care mm-hmm. about stuff so much, we just don't want to lose." Mm-hmm. And she goes on to care about something so much that she voluntarily loses. Right. I actually just connected those dots in my yeah. head. I forgot yeah. all about that opening scene in yeah. the in the game theory classroom. The story is very circular. It like is. It is. The I think the first half of the movie exactly parallels the second right. half. Of the movie. But on the other on the opposite end of the spectrum. Right. Yeah. 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 So we really kind of see this like full development from beginning yeah. to end, yeah. like how family dynamics kind of or intergenerational traditions or values whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. kind of come full circle Mm -hmm. um and current generation uh asian americans are uh you know they have to acculturate right how can i balance these individual 
uh, individualistic values from the West with these very Eastern traditional values from the well from the East. Yeah. Um, yeah. From China or Singapore or Malaysia or wherever. Yeah. Um, Which is so much about what we talked about when we were discussing the farewell, because we see Aquafina's character in the farewell sort mm-hmm. of seesawing between these two characters or mm-hmm. these two cultures without even knowing which one she wants to claim. So it's like um, uh, uh, Constance Wu's character, Rachel, only really knows her American upbringing. Mm-hmm. The only like Chinese culture she knows is from, you know, secondhand from her mom. Right. Um, and when she goes to Singapore to meet all of Nick's, you know, mm-hmm. Chinese relatives, she's like, oh, this is like not what my, you know, quote unquote, Chinese experience has she's been. She's treated like a foreigner. Right. right. Um, and it kind of talks, uh, and the film, I think, talks very beautifully on, uh, not maybe not beautifully, but on how imposter syndrome and perpetual foreigner syndrome works. Yeah. Um, nuanced. I would say it like nuanced. does it very, with like great nuance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't really, it's really hard to pick up if like, you've never had that experience of speaking to your relatives from an Asian country and they kind of talk about you like, you know, you're just an American, Yeah. but in America, you're not American enough. Right. But in Asia, you're not Asian enough. Sure. Yeah. So it's like, you're caught in between. Yeah. Then who am I? Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's such an interesting experience that like I will I'll never fully empathize with. So it's so it's so nice to um, hear people talk about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's a very common experience if you ever <laughs> see your yeah. Asian American friends kind of feeling a little or seeming a little more anxious, or yeah. you know they're not speaking up as much or whatever it is. Um, they're uh, just know that there's kind of some internal battle or struggle uh, that may or may not be happening um, for some of us more obviously so for others hmm. yeah it might be more subtle in different in yeah, yeah, yeah yeah thank you for letting us know you hear that folks read the room <laughs> um, yeah um, what else there's a lot of subtext in the movie too I like the language Mama, the let's use get into of language. it. Let's get into it. You know, as a screenwriter, I love subtext. <laughs> I'm all about the margins. Yeah. Um, and I guess I never realized this before, but this is a very, like, n- new realization for me. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. laid on me. Uh, something I learned through in therapy was that, like, things you say in therapy. I've never heard of that. What is that? No oh, idea. Just kidding. Okay, no therapy idea. saved my life. Yes. We love therapy. Shout out to C B T. Anyway. Yes. What were you, so what was there like something, some sort of subtext that you wanted to bring up that you oh, were noticing specifically uh, or just in general? All of it. So like um, the imposter syndrome stuff subtext or just like in general? In general, when you talk in Chinese, it doesn't translate the same way in English. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. we were re- when we were watching the movie, like with the subtitles, um, the, Chinese um, is translated directly into English, but when yeah. we hear it in English, it kind of clicks a little different. Yeah. But in my mind, when I translate it back to Chinese, I'm like, oh, so that's what they meant. Right. That's why they say it like that right. in English. Even so, even watching it, like when they wouldn't give a translation, you and Kai would be like, oh, and you know, in in Chinese, this is actually more of a command, or this is more of a joke, or this is more of a. You guys would like sort of fill Kevin and I in on. Um, what the tone of the phrase should 
be or feel like. Yeah. So like, I think a, one really good example is when uh, Michelle Yeoh, um, who plays Eleanor, asks Ollie, played by Nico Santos, mm-hmm. the rainbow sheep of the family. Yes, we <laughs> love Ollie. We love Nico Santos. Yes, we love Nico. Hi, Nico. If you're listening to this, Nico, we love if your you're work. Listening. We love your work on Superstore. We love your work in Crazy Rich Asians. We love your work. We love your trans icon boyfriend. Yes, Zeke. Zeke. Yeah. Um, she. So Michelle Yeoh asks Ollie to, um, to go take care of that. That's the English translation that they use. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but in Chinese or in Cantonese rather, it's like, um, uh, hold on, I'm having a brain fart. Uh. I think you guys said something like um, end it or take care of that or... Um, take care of that. Um, uh, Gao Gao yeah. Which is like... It, it literally means... Shut take that care of shiz it. down. <laughs> take care of it. It's like finish her. No. Yeah. Uh, finish her. So it really depends on the context, right? In which it's finish used. Um, you hear that? You're getting your Cantonese lesson, everyone. So listen up. Her. Yeah. It depends on the context in which it's used. In the context of how Michelle Yeoh used it, it's, yeah. it was more of a direct command, command. of sure, like, sure. go take care of that situation right now. Right, right, right. Nip right. it in the butt. We don't want to see it. Love that. They were at a wedding. Love um, But, you know, you could always say, like, you know, like, just finish your homework mm-hmm. or whatever. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah. 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 Love that. Yeah. Okay. Thanks yeah. for the lesson. I'm getting a... A free language course. Yeah. And like Mandarin and Malay is like thrown around. Yeah. So they they really cover a lot of languages. There's, um, we see them speak Malay. We see them speak Cantonese. We see them speak Mandarin. And we see them speak um, that that, that one that was, yeah, that was familiar to Kai because of Fujianese. Hokkien, yeah, yeah. What else? I think it's just those four. And English. And English. Yes, of course, English. The Queen's English. The Queen's English. Oh, and we even see a little French when she's reading Le Petit Prince. Yes, Le Petit Prince. Because um, they so. all freaking went to Cambridge. Yeah, they Oxford all have like a, they all know a million languages. Schools that um, I would never dream of. Which is, which is actually a good segue. So I, 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 the, uh, something I really love about this movie is um, it, it, it gives you know Asian kids an, an in to seeing um, someone who looks like them be like, a sexy guy who's well educated, you know, dresses well, speaks mm-hmm. well, speaks all like a gazillion languages. Like Henry Golding's character speaks all those languages we just talked about mm-hmm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see someone like Gemma Chan's character who's teaching her her daughter or her her, her children. Son. Her, uh, son her son Cassian. Cassian, yeah, played um, by Joe Ong. Don't even know who that is, but I believe you. I I don't know who that is either. I saw oh, it in God. the I saw it in the credits. Okay. Movie. Yes, I memory. Like, oh, Cassie and Joe Ong. Um, um, the only reason I remember is because uh, my mom's nieces, my cousins, who live in Malaysia, their last name is also Ong. Oh, gotcha, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, so th- the reason I th- I love this movie so much again is like because you get to see like Asian men be like unapologetically um, shown as like sexy. They um, there's all kinds of different body types. They're funny. They're they're fleshed out. It's they're not kind, just like this sort but they of. They like, could also be assholes, right? It's like not this sort of like um, archetype of Asian people that the Hollywood machine would have us believe that all um, Asian people or a- of Asian descent people um, sort of fit into. It's not it's not a box that like Hollywood thinks we can right. just throw different minorities into. We're not um, model minorities, right? And cis. I cis sister. 
And I love that um, so much because it you can you can sort of feel it like um, the way like John Cho would like handle the shirtless scenes with the guys or Very um, the love sequences or the even the subtle like mm-hmm. I love yous under the breath. It was like mm-hmm. yes, finally there's like yeah. an Asian man Asian playing man a, can a romantic also lead. Express emotion too. Yeah, and it's okay. Yeah, and you should if yes. you have some. Yes, and if you don't. Seek a therapist. Call Justin. Um, what else? Did you have anything else you wanted to say? Wait, can we... So on a more frivolous level, can we just talk about the costumes for a second? Oh my God, yes. Mama. Absolutely. Dude. The wedding dress? The costumes? The wedding Beautiful. dress. From beginning to end. From beginning to motherfucking <sighs> end. First of all, we started at the Calthorpe. Michelle Yeoh is coming in with his like lavender like girl coat designer bags designer like, bags hair dripping but still looks right. amazing and then we literally see, like, straight out of the rain looking yeah. flawless yeah she's like this is gonna be a really rained out real fur coat but I don't care I'm just gonna talk up to this like hotel manager who's right right yeah um and then that blue that like pastel blue dress mm. that Constance Wu wears to the wedding Ooh. and then the bride's wedding dress yes that sort of like trumpety Ooh. front mama yes. yeah so yeah, yeah. With, a long, with a longer like, with a longer train. train yeah and they drop designer names mm. like it's their sex it's kind of like a sixth or seventh language I've kind of lost count but yeah it's kind of like that they're like oh can you get the bottega gown with the yeah bottega? the margiela the you know um yeah. the tom fords the gucci like he's right. they're just like listing all these things right um but they are just like so well gemma chan's fashion Ugh. beginning to end beginning to end the first dress we see her in that sort of that like high neck halter or i mean shoulderless um mm-hmm. 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 perfect chef's Beautiful. kiss all I want to do is, um, it's so good, it's so good. It's so Chef's good. kiss, right? Just mm, smoochy, smoochy, smoochy. <laughs> um, anyways, Even back the to men are really fabulously dressed. Um, I think Justin, Kevin, you already know how I feel about <laughs> the men in this movie. Mama like, choo choo. That's yes. all I'm gonna say. John choo choo. Right, John choo 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 choo. Here comes the train. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, late, ladies. It's late. Yeah, yeah. It is pretty late. It is. Don't don't say what time it is because then there, people are gonna be like, "Mama is not late." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Y'all are We're old. We're just old, You're right? Um, but then, um, as we go deeper into the movie, Constance Wu starts to meet the mom, and when we arrive in Singapore, the food, the food, the dumpling making the, scene, the dumpling making scene. Oh, can we break that down, please? Go for it. Um, I okay. am famously allergic to wheat, but in what my younger days, when scene? my younger days when I wasn't allergic to wheat, that yeah. scene would have made me sopping wet because just looking at dumplings makes me excited. Um, just but imagine that it's wheatless flour, mm. wheatless flour mm. dumplings, rice paste dumplings. Um, my thoughts on that scene: um, it is a classic, so it's like a, it's a screenwriter's go-to to have a you know a dinner scene or a scene around a, a table of food um be sort of where the family starts to um 
dump its secrets or um, air out its clo- uh, its uh, skeletons mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, pull back the curtain, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I think it's used to great effect here. Mm-hmm. Um, we see them, you know, doing this sort of what some might call ancient tradition, um, one that they've passed down. Um, you and I were talking about how we can sort of tell the class status of Michelle Yeoh before she maybe married into the family mm-hmm. um, because she sort of knows how to cook. So there wasn't like people waiting on her all the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, like what? In one of the first scene, in the first scene we meet Eleanor uh, when when Rachel meets Eleanor. Yeah. Um, Eleanor is kind of like multitasking. She's like talking to Rachel and her son Nick, while asking the chefs to like chop up things very finely, like yeah. add more spice or whatever it is. Um, yeah. And someone, if someone were to grow up very wealthy, they wouldn't know their way around the kitchen like Michelle Yeoh or Eleanor, rather, uh, does in uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Right, 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 right. Um, and then to your point about the dumpling-making scene, when Eleanor when, when Eleanor interacts with uh, her mother-in-law, Nick's grandma, mm-hmm. Ama, um, who is a very, who's like a very pervasive like character throughout the movie without actually making too many appearances i i also think she was in the joy luck club if i don't believe she Uh, is yeah yeah i'm not mistaken i mean yeah um yeah uh ama's like value values are kind of kind of pushed through Mm -hmm. um you mean lisa lisa liu lisa liu yes lisa liu is in joy luck club yeah yes 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um yeah like uh michelle yo um has this very contentious relationship with her mother-in-law, mm-hmm. um, which I think is very common. Um, but in Crazy Rich Asians, in this scene, we kind of see how deeply hurt that she was um, for giving up raising her own child so that her own child can have uh, the future that a, a better future than maybe she had or more love um, from her, from his grandma that than maybe uh, Eleanor had. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it never like gets heavy handed or like overly saccharine in like a way that like this um, genre can sort of, you know, pejoratively be spoken upon mm-hmm. um, where like it gets like a little, um, sealed in tight lips. Yeah. Or like wishy washy and just sort of, you know, like too overarching. So it, it, it stays specific, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And I think with con, uh, I keep calling her Constance, but her character's name is Rachel. Mm-hmm. When Rachel interacts with Ama and Ama is like giving her all this love and praise and telling her how beautiful her nose is. Come mm-hmm. on, star is born. Yes. yes. Um, uh, you you kind of see Mich- uh, Eleanor, Michelle Yeoh's character, kind of um, almost flinch or kind of take it take it personally and projects her feelings onto Rachel. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yes. Period. Yeah. <laughs> I have period. nothing else to say on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anything I, else? I think that might be it for. Food. I mean, there's food all over the place, um, and the food looks yeah, delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to discuss before we like get into our closing points, um, 
was when reviews for this movie were coming out, um, you could sort of tell who was, um, I think, missing the point. <laughs> um, there was like a lot of, there was, there was a, a handful of reviewers. Largely, it was like, you know, very well received. But some critics were like, um, you know, it, it, it has specific cultural references, but it's just, you know, they, they, they had to throw it in with a different movie. Like they had to be like, oh, well, this is just the Asian big fat Greek wedding. And it's like, yeah, but you're missing the point. Mm-hmm. The point is this movie has so much representation. Mm-hmm. It's a big budget rom-com where we get to watch two romantic leads that are Asian mm-hmm. fall in love, have real problems. Like um, even if like, even if the argument that the tertiary characters are a little bit thin, fine. But like, that's fucking every rom-com. So like, don't come at me with that about this movie because you're just upset that like a primarily Asian movie is dominating in Hollywood when all white people want to do is like control the narrative. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the identity politics of it all with like the reviews, I was like, fucking spare me. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. I mean, for me, uh, this movie means a great deal. Um, right. I think you're hearing it firsthand people, you stupid critics. Like (laughs) I'm a Chinese Malaysian American who got to see a Chinese Malaysian American. I don't even know if Michelle Yeoh can be considered Chinese Malaysian American, but Chinese Malaysian from my hometown. And even the men who are also Chinese American Mm -hmm. or Chinese Malaysian American. um, When I got to see someone like that Mm -hmm. kind of just, tell this really relatable story that yeah. I think everyone can kind of get along with. It, yeah. it, it kind of spoke volumes for me. It, right. it meant a lot to me. Um, even seeing Ama, the way she was like represented in the movie and the way she was played by Lucy Liu, yeah. like, it harkens me back and helps me see my own grandmother on TV. Right. And also like um, even like, uh, you know, Henry Golding is a Malaysian-born British person. So, like, think of all the people in Britain who are seeing, like, mm-hmm. this debonair man, this debonair, like, Malaysian man with their accent, like, being, like, swooned over all over the world. So it's, like, it's not... It, even, like, outside of us, it's, like, making such an impact, so... Yeah. Are you describing me? No, I'm kidding. I am. Oh yeah. Congrats. Hey, guys. I actually have Henry <laughs> Golding on the pod. Welcome, Henry. Hi, guys. That's Hello, not what he sounds like. He has like a British accent. Yeah, he's British. Um, he's like proper British. He so in Malaysia. Terrible accent. I can't do Queen's British anymore. English. I was the spelling Queen's. color like C O L O U R until I was like ten. You know what? I was spelling it like that for a long time too because I thought that that was right. I was it like, right. this just makes sense to yeah, put a U in this color. Yeah, yeah. Color. Favorite. Fav- the favorite by yeah, Yorga Um But yeah, like this movie, yeah. like <laughs> Yeah, it means it means so much to so many people and I think to like try to just lump it with like every other rom com or to lump it with like these sort of um other like I don't I don't even know if I can call Greek a minority because I'm pretty sure they're white, or at least white passing. Um and if I'm wrong, I apologize and please correct me in the comments. Um but to sort of like lump it together, like, um, 
it would be like lumping like happy together in with moonlight it's like oh well this movie the happy together is about you know an asian gay couple so it's just an asian version of moonlight which is just you know a which is a black gay love story it's like no don't don't they get to they get to exist as their own entities you don't need to lump them together because they don't look like the like majority of people in hollywood right exactly so that, and that's all i have to say on that and that's, and that's on period period um, did you have anything else in your little notebook? Um, I think we touched on a lot today. We did. Um, Overall, we Dylan, love this movie. It means it means so much to me that I get to talk to you about this movie. Mm, I'm so happy that you wanted to come on again, oh and I'm so God. happy to have you again. And we're obviously going to do this again. Yeah. And I think just to like see a friend... Because I know, oh my God, seeing people post-quarantine <sighs> in real life is really something. Guys, we've been... Locked at home for like months. Yeah, so just literally. To be able months. to like start going outside and see our friends again yeah. is like a huge deal. Yeah, so and now that like the point of testing is like so much easier and more like the company that I work for that I won't reveal on the mm-hmm. radio waves um, mm-hmm. is paying for my mm-hmm. at home COVID tests. So like I know yeah. that I can stay safe mm-hmm. easily. So yeah. yeah. Um, but it's so good to see you. Insurance. Yes, health insurance. We are thankful to still have health insurance and a job. And um, my my COVID experience has been lo- much less stressful than many others. So I am very thankful. Um, it's so good to see you. It was so good to squeeze you. Missed you, um, I can't wait to have you back. Um, once we start making our third rounds with everyone. Um, thank you for suggesting this movie. Thank you for coming over to watch it again. Thank you for, thank you for educating me on all of the traditions and the language stuff and everything that like made the second viewing even richer. Um, and shout out to Kai who, yeah. you know, also gave us those Mandarin yeah. translations that Kai you, really talked us through that Mahjong. See, I was the like, Mahjong I've never Mahjong yeah. in my life. I can't. Right. He was like, well, listen up children. <laughs> this is what just happened. And me and Justin were like, Oh, it's like playing, I guess it's kind of like playing poker. Down yeah. I think back like where you, yeah, which is how it begins, too. She's yeah. playing poker. Oh, yeah. yeah. Duh. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And um, thank you for listening, everyone. Ooh. Justin, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me. Uh, I'll put your Instagram in the, in at the Justin Young, notes. At Justin Young. Um, and soon, hopefully, uh, on a website for... On a therapy couch near you. On a therapy couch near you. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if I'm... Yeah, I don't know. Should I, should I talk about? It? I don't. I don't want to. If you don't listen, if you don't want to I'm reveal too much yet, maybe then. we could do a post edit. Like, Perfect. Yeah, we'll let we'll let the children know where to find you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Okay. Cool. Love you. I love you too, Dylan. Bye, nice everyone. To I'm gonna give you a little ASMR outro. Oh my god, ASMR. Crazy rich Asians. Bye, wait, guys. Wait, wait, an ASMR of pages turn. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>